0: up zisners remember that zul zul taste of zima Remember how it stopped you in your tracks how you spilled it into a glass and swallowed then remember how you spit it out and looked for a tongue scraper the oh zo zad zad story of zima on this week's this was a zing
1: Hi, I'm Ray, and I'm Rob, and you're listening to This Was a Thing, the podcast that dives deep into the cultural happenings of yesteryear. On today's episode, we are looking at Zima,
0: Oh, or I should say on today's episode episode Zepisode episode episode episode, we are looking at zima now this was a zing (laughs) can you imagine we did the whole episode like this now now this was a thing because you couldn't go to any mid-90s bar and not see this bottle in the hands of every dude and dudette on the dance floor as they would drunkenly sway to i swear alcohol would spill down their guest jeans but don't worry the liquor it's clear and in fact is it even really liquor what is this exactly have you ever had a Zima? I had one. Did you like it? No. Mm, that's gonna be the problem I think yeah. with today's yeah. episode. Actually, you just got the whole episode, folks. I, I couldn't
1: imagine. Yeah, I couldn't imagine going on a dance floor after having like six Zimas and going like, "Oh yeah, okay, time to dance. <laughs> time to dance. That is the dance." <laughs> Before we shit
0: all over this Sorry. product, can we at least honor Zima for what it truly is, which is the granddaddy of coolers? Yes. Yes. Yes, daddy. <laughs> yes, granddaddy now you don't like the taste of hard liquor don't want to get too fucked up then a cooler is the thing for you it gives you a low amount of alcohol but it's flavored in a way that it's hard to taste said alcohol and you look cool as fuck and you look cool as fuck mike's hard lemonade you
1: you like mike's hard lemonade i would have grabbed that over zima smirnoff ice that was the first thing i ever got drunk on in high school bacardi breezer uh, I don't think I can ever remember a Bacardi Breezer. You, oh, really? Well, is that like uh, Bartles and James? Jeez, oh, did you read my fucking presentation? Or are you going to like... No, I'm just trying to think of all the uh, sexy, cool, glass clinky drinks okay. you can have. <laughs>
0: It wouldn't be fair to say Zima is the granddaddy of coolers, because there is a granddaddy out there of wine coolers that needs a shout out that you just mentioned, which is Bartles and
1: James, bitch.
0: Bartles and James. And so, folks, if you remember Bartles and James, it was introduced to the United States back in the 1980s. So back then, wine laws, uh, kind of also the same way today, wine laws were very strict. of, <laughs> No, not that. Uh-oh. Wine coolers could get around beverage laws cuz there was less wine in it. So it was wine, fruit juice, a carbonated beverage and uh, sometimes uh, sugar for sweetness, baby. Mm. Do you like these? They-, they taste horrible.
1: Like that's what I remember like my mom drinking when I was growing up. It okay. was like one of those things like mid 90s like Oh, those look fun. And it's like you can't have any of those.
0: Okay, I'm happy that you said your mom drinks them because that's all playing a part in this today.
1: If it was like 91, 92 it was like, what am I going to get for Memorial Day? Ooh. Ooh Bartles and Bartles James. Bartles and James. Who's oh, that a new flavor?
0: Ooh, it's rum punch. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1985 Gallo Wine created this line of wine coolers and they named it Bartles and James but it was the marketing know-how of a guy named Hal Riney who decided for consumers that the best way that they should get familiar with Bartles and James was to meet. Frank Bartles, and Ed James in a series of commercials. Now, here's these two sweet old men sitting on a front porch talking about uh, wine coolers.
2: Well, Memorial Day is here again. It seems like it has only been a year or so since the last one. Anyway, last Memorial Day, we learned that some people forgot to purchase their Bartles and James premium wine coolers. This, of course, ruined the entire holiday weekend. So to help you remember, Ed suggests you tie a piece of string around your finger. Ted has tried this himself and is now able to remember Bartles and James just fine. So remember Bartles and James on Memorial Day. And we thank you for your support.
0: Thank you for their support became their tagline. And it was said so earnestly, you kind of felt like their whole lives were depending on you buying the wine coolers. Please. And, And the guys were so... Believed on the commercial that when one said on the commercial, "I took out a second mortgage," letters came in to Bartles and James offering to help that man pay it off. Oh wow. But here's the thing: they never existed. There was no Frank and Ed. It was all, all two names made up by the Gallo Wine Company. So the the guy, he hired two older men who had never acted before. He sat them on a porch and introduced them to the world, and their wine cooler in a series of these classic commercials. So those were not really Bartles and James. There were no Bartles and James. They were just two guys. So we've discovered that the first rule of successful coolering is get a commercial people will remember. Now, Coors Brewing Company sees the success of these coolers and decides it too wants to get in on the game, but not wine. See, men were not really embracing the wine cooler because it was, quote, too girly, and you would get teased in the locker room. And and what could be worse than being naked with a bunch of guys slapping each other's asses than being called too girly? Men made up the ideal market for alcohol purchases. And so most alcohol at that time, like 99.9% of it, was all geared towards men. So you can't have Bartles and James be for men because it became primarily, like you said, a drink that was mostly associated with females because it was stereotypical fruity and feminine. I don't Males. want no tummy ache. Exactly. <laughs> so they marketed Bartles and James. Okay, that's going to go for the ladies. And so we need now something for the guys. So malt beverages aimed at men. That's the ticket, folks.
1: A malt cooler. I'm not really a beer guy, but I do love a good malt beverage. <laughs> you guys got any malt beverage on tap? No? Oh, shit. The same time that Coors comes up
0: with this idea, there's also a craze happening in products at this time, which still makes no sense to me, and that is the clear craze, that things that were once brown now have to be clear. So we had clear sodas, like Crystal Pepsi and Clear Tab. Clear was was a big thing. I don't know if you remember SNL at this time did a really funny a commercial parody of this where it was clear gravy. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah okay. Yes, yes, yes. So. Number two, rule number two of how to make a successful cooler, make it clear, make it clear. Now, Miller had tried this sort of thing as well with a clear beer in the 1990s. The commercial, just so you're aware, folks, is a skydiving plane and guys jumping out of the plane. But when they land, they don't use parachutes. They just jump from the plane and land directly on their feet. Here's that commercial.
1: Guys, need a regular beer without the heaviness. Miller Clear. It's not a light. It's the first regular beer without the heaviness. All the burp without the bloat.
0: So, it is a clear beer and it is disgusting. So, Clear Brews may have been beer based, but if you like beer, you're going to be disappointed. There was no foamy head and it tasted like soda. It didn't taste like malt and hops. It tasted like soda. Coors learns and they go, all right, we won't call it a beer. So they want their beverage to also be clear and crisp like a winter's day. You know, winter in Slavic is Zima. It will be Zima. Who comes up with that name? The wonderful Jane Espenson, who was from a marketing firm. And she was like, call it Zima because that is the Russian word, the Slavic word for winter. Wow. Zima was sent out for test markets to only three cities in 1991. That would be Nashville, Syracuse. And Sacramento. It says a lot about those cities, what Zima <laughs> thought of them. I'm like, yeah, just send it to these three. They'll be fine. They'll drink anything. Yeah. The drink, which was 4.7% alcohol by volume, tested very well before the official launch in, in 1993. One Coors executive remarked, quote, this was something like the results of a Coors Light introduction. These were the highest numbers we'd ever seen. Wow. As the company would later find out, though, bargoers were curious to try Zima, They weren't curious to try it a second time. (laughs) So in 1993, Zima Clear Malt was launched nationally.
1: You mean in the United States of America?
0: Yes, my friend. And Coors had a very specific rule to all supermarkets and liquor stores that were going to stock Zima. What do you think the one rule was?
1: Don't tell your customers that they're gay if they buy it. (laughs) Please. (laughs) That's all we're asking. Just don't mention That it's kind of a frou-frou drink. If a
0: man comes in to buy it, don't say, oh, yeah, your wife will love this. The last thing they need. Rule number two, if a man buys it, don't say, oh, wow, your dainty feminine (laughs) wife with the vagina will love this drink. (laughs) Rule number three, Nevada's exempt from sales tax. (laughs) No, no, it cannot. Here's the rule. It cannot be stocked. Next to wine coolers. Okay. They don't want it to be confused for the drinks that the women are buying. This is a very fucked. I'm serious. I just,
1: you know, how they have those like you know those guys that drive those big lifted trucks and they have those giant like metal balls on the back of them. Like I imagine, like each Zima packaging just has like some of those like set of balls. Like, no, this is a guy's drink. Put the balls on it. They're gonna know. Can can we glue some pubic hair on these things?
0: (laughs) What if the bottles were not circumcised?
1: Yeah, what if you had to peel back part of the bottle That's so you could take idea. the cap off? That's
0: good. That's masculine. <laughs> so, Coors spent thirty-eight million dollars. Holy shit! Promoting Zima's nationwide rollout in the nineties, and that was more than spent on hawking Coors Light that year. Now, here is some cool things I think about the the launch of it. The campaign featured one of the first ever websites oh. for a food product, and that you could download a Zima game. And there was like a soap opera themed video series on the website. It
1: took six hours to load each 30 second episode, but it was worth it. 30 seconds each second. Was yeah, but it was so worth it. It was so
0: good. <laughs> it was really good. It yeah. was really good. But the big thing, the big thing for Zima was going to be their their commercial and their commercial was going to be something you'd remember, but maybe not for the right reasons. So, yes, like Bartles and James, there would be a pitch man, but he wouldn't be a sweet old man. No, he'd be a cool guy. And by cool guy, it's like Miami Vice got rid of Don Johnson and replaced him with Chico Marx. I mean, this this guy is wearing an oversized white linen suit <laughs> and a little black hat. And he I, he looks like Chico Marx. And he doesn't say his S's, but replaces them with Z's. So instead of sleep, it would be zleep. You know what I get? bet this guy didn't get a lot of? What? Pussy. Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to walk you through some of these Zima guys <laughs> commercials.
2: So you're with your friends at a bar. What are you folks having? Uh, you, look- you want something different? Something. What? You gonna order a beer? I don't know. What? No. Wine cooler? No. Whatever he's having. Zima. See what? What? Zima's tasty, not too sweet. Isn't
1: that a brewery? What? What? So you try it. See? Zowie. <laughs> you see what I mean? yeah.
0: Zima. Something different is their tagline. Zima, something different. Here he is for the Thanksgiving holidays.
2: Like most Americans, you're probably getting all zet for Thanksgiving. Time to stock up on something delicious and festive. To satisfy everybody's thirst. Excuse me. I give you Zima. What's that? It's a Zima, Uncle Zeke. Zima's a unique alcohol beverage. Not like beer. Not wine. And it goes with uh, wing? Drumstick? Pass a Zima. Why don't you pick up a six-pack of Zima. Excuse me. Everybody will love it. Present company accepted. Go. Escape now. You're the last one. Run.
1: I want someone to go up to their Uncle Zig at a fucking Thanksgiving and say, "Here, try this new unique alcohol beverage." The fuck? No, no. It's the 90s. It's a unique alcohol beverage. That's the that's the that's the future, Uncle Zig. It's Sigmund, you fucking idiot. Get the fuck out of here. Take off your hat in the indoors, you fucking idiot. (laughs) Try this. Try this, Uncle Zig. It's Sigmund. At Segman! <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm gonna go help with the stuffing.
0: The stuffing. The stuffing. Hey, but don't worry. There's also a catchy Zima song. Oh,
1: good. <laughs> I feel like the guy who's singing that definitely has some kind of a record. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know who the Zima guy was? Oh, God, who? His name was Roger Cabler.
0: Roger Cabler was an actor and comedian who, prior to these commercials, was a regular on the rebooted Carol Burnett show in the early 90s. Oh. As well as appearances on MTV's Remote Control. He is still working today. And since these commercials, it says that he is known for his impressions of John Lovitz. And his one-man show about Robin Williams, where he plays Robin Williams. And I went onto YouTube to see if I could find a promo, and I did, and there was only one YouTube comment, which was, don't see this show, in all caps. I actually watched the promo, and I was like, he's doing a really nice job. He's at Flappers in Burbank. (laughs) Flappers? (laughs) Yeah. hey friends hope you're enjoying the show if you are could you do us a favor after you listen to today's episode open up your podcast app and leave us a review please the more reviews we get the more people will discover us and the more people that discover us the less lost we'll feel you're good buddy it's okay
1: uh look nothing has ever been easier to do just go ahead and grab a pen real quick it's okay we'll wait don't worry Okay, head on over to your podcast
0: app, click those three dots in the lower right-hand corner, click Go to Show, scroll down till you see ratings and reviews, then leave us some stars and a comment or two so our parents know that it was worth all the tuition that they spent. And
1: if you really love us head on over to patreon.com and send us some money and in return you will get access to merch special episodes bonus content pictures of me shirtless okay
0: okay that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com search this was a thing and help us out but you know what you've already helped us out today by listening to us and we can't tell you how much we appreciate that so thank you thank you Now, ads said that Zima was something different, but my friend, what did you notice that the ads never mentioned? That it was a wine cooler. Even more specific. That it was beer. They never told you what the fuck does it taste like. Think of every other thing. Cool, refreshing, spring. They were like, it's a drink. Have it. It's not beer. It's not a wine cooler. Yeah, that's true. It's not alcohol. You can get it at a bar. So what the fuck is it? Now, this idea of doing marketing where they don't tell you what exactly it is, it worked because in 1994, Coors estimated that 70% of America's regular drinkers gave Zima a try, and 1.2 million barrels of Zima were sold in 1994. So what was in those barrels. Yeah, and
1: why is Zima in a
0: barrel? What is Zima? What what does it taste like? Well, this is from the website Mash, too. I think did a really nice description of it. It said, see, it was produced by filtering the lowest grade beer the company made through charcoal to strip its flavor in color, so that way it's nice and clear. And then you would just add citrus flavoring. So the taste was... Unpleasant to just about everyone who liked malt beverages. And once you tried a Zima, you said, so long. <laughs> but there were two demographics who embraced Zima because men were running away from this thing in droves. And these two demographics were exactly the demographics Zima did not want to have. The first were kids. This is from the Washington Post in 1995. <clears throat> Experts on underage drinking say that Zima is becoming the most popular party beverage among teens because the drink is sweet, smooth, colorless, and is as high in alcohol content as premium beer. A popular drink is called Nox Zima. That's where they blend schnapps and Zima together. Oh, Have you ever had that? God. It gave me a migraine like you wouldn't fucking believe. You actually tried it? I did. It's, it's, it, it's so sugar. I can't. Teens say they think that the drink is harder for police and parents to spot than beer or hard liquor. Some teenagers even say that Zima can beat a breathalyzer test. The company, this is Coors, idiot teenagers. has sent letters to police and school superintendents to tell them that the rumors that Zima can beat the breathalyzer are false. Coors instituted a public education program about the drink and a promotional campaign to discourage underage drinking. The company distributed T-shirts with the messages, ID, please, and (laughs) adult humans only with the Z referring to Zima. Now, Brady (laughs) Anderson, a spokesperson for Mothers Against Drunk Driving, said that MAD, that's Mothers Against Drunk Driving, has been pressuring Coors to stop using young-looking actors in Zima television commercials. Anderson said that Coors may be targeting underage drinkers as the market for Zima. If all of this is not bad enough, my friends, the specific market that they just did not want consuming Zima was the one that was consuming Zima the most. That was women. Straight men. Straight men. Women. And once ladies took a shine to the stuff in bars and restaurants, the guys avoided Zima at all costs. So if you're with a woman and the woman's like, I want a Zima, the guy was like, I'm not getting the same drink the woman is getting. It was a very different time in the 90s. I'll take apparently. a double Zima. <laughs> i take a double Zima on the rocks. And not helping any of this, my friends, was CBS's very own late night host, David Letterman, who loved things with funny names. And Zima was perfect for him to attack, especially in his top 10 Lists Zima would always appear. So if like for one of them was like the number nine sign that your senator may be nuts, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, Zima. (laughs) Zima. Coors had to think fast. They could do what Miller did, which was to pull their clear bear and just walk away into the sunset. Or they could pull a Madonna and rebrand. And that's what they did. So in 1995, they introduced Zima Gold along with still keeping our regular Zima. And Zima Gold tasted like bourbon for men. Fuck yeah! Now, remember those light, sort of like fun little Zima commercials? Here is the new commercial for Zima Gold, which tastes like bourbon. Oh, by the way, it's for men. Now, the commercial is going to be men playing basketball And construction workers with muscles and tank tops and sweating. Because this is for men. All jousting.
1: Zima Gold.
0: Basically, the tagline is, sorry, this is better. It's not Zima. We're sorry for that. And Zima Gold was out for three months. And then they pulled it for lack of sales. And by 1995, Zima sales had dropped by half. Wow. So 2 million to about 1 million. 50%. By 50%. And uh, it's going to keep dropping by half every subsequent year. But this company, they are insistent. They instead chose to reinvent once again. This time, it altered Zima's formula to taste more like Sprite. And they launched a new ad campaign saying that Zima... Is really the ideal thirst quencher for hot days. This is their new commercial. It's guys in their sweaty apartment dying from the heat, and what do they reach for?
1: Each other. Today's forecast calls for record-breaking temperatures
0: throughout the Metropolitan area. In the commercial, is in the sweaty apartment. The uh, man is uh, his shoes are sticking to the floor. It's so hot. He closes the refrigerator door after getting a Zima and realizes that his foot is now stuck to the refrigerator door. And much like Fred Astaire, he actually walks up the wall, walks up the ceiling, because his feet are sticking to the floor, pours himself a Zima, drinks the Zima, and the Zima is so cool and refreshing he falls to the floor because no longer is he sticking to
1: the ceiling, breaking both wrists in the process. Oh, Zima. So, in
0: 1996, the the sales dropped nearly in half again, and by the end of 2000, only 610 thousand barrels had been sold. Wow! And Coors, like a dog with a bone, they did not give up. They were determined to make this product work, and in 2004, they launched Zima. Triple X, which is after you drink the bottle, you can shove it up any orifice you want. And it's (laughs) higher volume alcohol content, which was 5.9%. And uh, they gave us two flavors, hard punch and hard orange. This is really because they're all trying to go after Smirnoff Ice. Because Smirnoff Ice had come out and was successful. Yeah. Then in 2007, Coors did what it should have done all along. And said, Zima is loved by women, therefore we're going to just market it to women. So Zima was relaunched with less alcohol, fewer calories. And more padding. And an array of fruity flavors such as pineapple, citrus. Yet, leave it to the lawmakers to take our Zima away from us because... Miller Coors had a couple of states' issues that hastened the demise of Zima. So they, they, first of all, they took it off of Utah shelves after the state's legislature passed this really bizarre law requiring that new labels uh, that indicated a malt alternative, alcohol content in bold, all-caps letters. So it didn't make sense for them to just, like, print Utah-only Zima labels. So it got pulled... From Utah and then in California, which was like the biggest consumer of Zima, the state's board of equalization decided to tax alternatives as distilled spirits rather than beer. And so that rate's going to be higher than a beer rate. And they they said such an increase would discourage alcohol abuse amongst cash strapped miners. So. Shortly after this regulation kicked in on October 1st, 2008, miller Coors, because Miller and Kors got married, uh, they finally threw in the towel on Zima, and then Zima sort of disappeared. But, nostalgia's in, folks. The 90s are back. Does that mean Zima will be as well? We'll discuss after the... zip break. zip break? This was a thing. This was a thing.
1: And now... This is a sketch. Hey there, Big Top Daddy-o. I need something fresh, something hip, something cool, you dig? Um, something that'll make me cool down from wearing this hip purple zoot suit. You feel me? Well... I need that crisp taste that isn't afraid of being its own thing. Something that's a unique alcohol beverage. You know what I mean. Yeah, but uh, I sure am hoping that that bottle is open. Hit me with a Zima,
0: baby. Sir, this is an Arby's.
1: Right. I'll take a double beef and cheddar meal. Curly or regular fries? Curly as Zuzi cues Sir, of... sir. Yeah, uh, curly fries and a root beer.
0: Uh, that'll be $7.57.
1: Oh, wait. I got a zoop on. Thank you. This
0: was a sketch. So what is Zima's legacy in pop culture? Well, first of all, it's kind of interesting because Zima never went away in one country. Do you know what that country is? Slovenia. (laughs) They just called it the winter. No, Japan. It never went away in Japan because in Japan there wasn't such a fear. I don't know if I'm using the right word. Like that a drink could be masculine or feminine. Like it was just it's a drink.
1: Yeah, they're all androgynous over there anyway. So,
0: that was Ray with a generalized stereotypes here on the Podcast Network. <laughs> Don't put that in, Daniel. They all look alike, you know, you know ladyboys.
1: I'm not saying they look alike. I'm just saying they're all androgynous.
0: <laughs> Don't put any of that in, Daniel. All of them
1: wear pantsuits.
0: <laughs> so... Because Japan was not as hung up on gender consumption as 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 everyone else was in the United States, Japan has had it never go out off the shelves. And then it went away. First of all, I mean, it's one of those drinks, like if there's a drink of the 90s, I would probably say it's Zima, because yeah, it was just, sure. the commercials were everywhere, the weird taglines, the what the fuck is this thing, the fact that David Letterman was making fun of it every night. So if you think of the 90s, you're probably going to think of Zima. Nostalgia brought it back in 2017 for a little bit. They actually put it back on the shelves. And it was fun in a nostalgia way, but not in a way of like, oh, my God, this is such a great product.
1: I can't believe we missed out on it the first time. I bought it when it came back out in 2017 as like, a, oh, yeah, and I got a six pack. And I don't think that I drank another one besides the one. And no. It's just kind of like, oh, look it. How funny.
0: No, and I hate to say it, but you kind of drink it to be
1: like wow, this was really bad. Have you ever tried this? Or like if you have like friends over and you're like, you just sit down with the Zima and it's more of a bit than actually drinking.
0: Absolutely. You can you can do a whole f- tight five on it. I can do a loose 10. Loose 10 is what they were going to call Zima triple X. <laughs> and I realized that would probably not be the best idea. But also, I mean, think of all the other things. I mean, how many basic people do you see today that are like white claw, white claw, white claw, white oh claw, my God. white claw,
1: white claw? Like they're, no offense if you like white claw. No, but like big strong dudes will post on YouTube like that they're drinking a white claw, and it's almost to be like, look, I can still like it, but I'm put I'm putting a video of me drinking it, so therefore I understand that it's not a kind of a chick drink, but it's still good. But he's still drinking
0: it. Yeah. Now Zima was a malt, it was a beer. We don't. I mean, it's it makes more sense. If it is something we're a little bit more familiar with, like a Smirnoff ice, it's vodka. Okay. You can add things. You're not supposed to add things, I think, to beer. No. To malt drinks. You can mix. You can, like, do a wine mixture. You can do, you know, a vodka cranberry. But you're not really supposed to do anything with, like, a beer. Like lime? Yeah, like a Corona or something like that. But that's... Well, yeah, exactly. But all of these things that have emerged since, which is, like... White Claw and a White Claw can be with any gen, and this guy, even though he's like, I oh, know it's you know feminine, he's still fucking drinking. It. No, exactly. The number of guys I see now that drink White Claw is amazing to me because I think that's gone now. This idea of like, you know, it has to be marketed to men, it has to be marketed to women. Do you think you stopped drinking because you had Zima, and was like, I never want to taste anything as bad as this again?
1: Yes, that's the exact reason I stopped drinking. <laughs> that's right there.
0: <laughs> so Zima actually has done a lot of good in this world. <laughs>
1: You want to play a game? Hell yeah.
2: This was a thing and now it's a quiz. This is a This Was a Quiz. With Mark Schroeder. Zima, the best damn clear alcoholic beverage I never tasted. Did you guys ever have Zima? Did you try Zima?
0: I, yes, I did. It tasted like crap. Yeah, really? I
1: tried
2: it when it came out like
1: four years ago again as a and a gag and it wasn't worth it. Yeah. It's a gag, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck
2: out. What? I think of it, you know, the clear stuff is kind of a bullshit marketing gimmick that to- whatever but that's my own personal right, right mark opinion. Shota, you take a stand
0: meanwhile a fucking sprite came and said do you want to be our spokesman oh yeah oh, clear very all, refreshing heartbeat i clear love is it. the best cranberry
2: to be type too right <laughs> yeah i'll sacrifice my morals for any <laughs> amount of money basically but it got me thinking about transparency other things that are clear so we're gonna do transparency trivia these are all questions related to Transparency, being clear, being see through, being. Keep in mind, it can be anything related to that.
0: Okay. okay. So you're going to
2: be working together. Oh, I great. Got 10 questions. And let's see how clear we can make things for you. Which of these actors has played an invisible character? Kevin Sorbo, Kevin Costner, Kevin Bacon, Kevin Spacey? Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. In what movie? Oh, uh, God. I don't remember. I, don't remember. I remember the, I I remember the trailer. You are correct. You get the point. I can't, but I
1: can't think of what, what is it?
2: Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. Hollow Man. In Scientology, these are the invisible beings that inhabit the human body and are believed to be thousands of years old. Is clear in the. Well, let me ask you a it question. It is not. These are invisible beings. So that is the clear aspect of the. Got it. But So, they have they, names. so not, the answer doesn't have the word clear in them, Got it. Correct.
0: Because we just said that with, Okay. <sighs> what did you say? I mean, Zenu. Z-new. Zenu's.
2: Thetans. 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 Uh. Thetans. In AMC's Breaking Bad, Walter White made crystal meth. Oh yeah. We mm. all know. Uh, how much money did Walter White earn making crystal meth by the finale? How much did he squirrel away? Was it ten million dollars? Eighty million dollars. One hundred and five million dollars. I think eighty. Eighty. Eighty million dollars. That's true. That's wow. correct. Walter White made 80, scrolled away $80 million. Was it eight barrels map. that he
1: buried at the end? Was that what it was or something like that? I think that? it might have been. Yeah, yeah. maybe yeah, that makes like sense. He had 10 was, million in yeah, each barrel. Yeah.
2: That's good. Yeah. You can get exactly $10 million in a barrel if you ever oh, try it, Rob. Yeah. Rob, you ever tried with your tent, with your millions?
0: Uh, No, no. I just usually keep it uh, in my unlocked house.
2: Oh, well, okay. Well, what's that address? We'll get the address after the show. <laughs> While mirrors reflect light, prisms do this to light refract refract is correct prisms refract bless you (laughs) Light. in 2018 an original darth vader action figure still in the original plastic sold at auction for what price twenty five thousand dollars fifty five thousand dollars eighty five thousand dollars i gotta go 85 i mean star wars fans will pay a
1: lot of money for an original in pretty good condition Sold for 55000 55, $55, dollars. Really? That's for surprising. An original I guarantee. I, yeah. Someone
2: else would have paid an extra thirty if they knew they could get their hands on it. Rob, let's see how quickly you can answer this question. I don't, Ray too. You know what? I'm not going to disqualify either. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Mr. Cellophane is a musical Chicago. Okay, uh, um, uh, Amos. His name's Amos Hart. Correct. Originally yes.
0: played on Broadway by Barney Martin. Now you might not know the name Barney Martin, but if you're a Seinfeld fan, he is. Jerry's dad, Morty Seinfeld. Really? Really.
1: Also, uh, Liza's
2: dad and Arthur. Oh,
0: my,
1: he's brilliant in Arthur.
2: Mm-hmm. How many million tons of plastic end up in the ocean each year? One million? Four million? Eight million?
0: Depends if the real housewives want to go swimming. Ah! <laughs> just a joke, just a joke. A million.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll go eight again. I feel like you got to go
2: worst case with that kind of stuff. This is a worst case question. Eight million tons of plastic end up in the ocean each year. So wow. we're going to take That's a little moment. That's 16 million ton- uh, th- uh, pounds. Wow. On TV's Mad Men, Betty Draper eventually saw right through Don Draper's <laughs> facade and learned that his real name was what? Oh. What is Don Draper's real name? Becca. It is Becca, one word, you're right. It's <laughs> Becca. Uh Matthew kind of saw a mountain. No, it's uh <laughs> Dick
0: Whitman. Dick Whitman. Dick Whitman. Uh,
2: if you want to keep your leftovers fresh, you may cover your plate in this brand name transparency, originally created by Dow Chemical. Saran Wrap. Saran Wrap is
1: right. She married, um, what's his name, Tim, what's it, Susan Saran Wrap?
0: Susan <laughs> Saran Wrap. Tim
2: Baskin-Robbins. Yeah, yeah. That's what it was, yeah.
1: Saran
0: Wrap was actually created by taking used garments Susan Sarandon wore and putting them <laughs> over
2: your meatloaf. Why does my meatloaf taste like Bull Durham? <laughs> Oh, I think you know. And your final, clear, transparent trivia question. Yes. This benzoyl peroxide-based acne medication promised quote fewer pimples in five days or your money back. Clear a sill for the sixty-four thousand dollars question. Yes, yes. And you win all sixty-four thousand dollars. I want to thank my
1: celebrity uh, friend that helped me, Michael Winslow. <laughs> Thank you, Michael.
0: (laughs) All right. Mark Schroeder, thank you so much for making everything crystal clear for us. Uh, Friends, if you've ever had Zima, hit us up. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Let us know what it tasted like. Until then, stay safe. Don't drink a Zima.
1: That's Zob. I'm Zay. That's Zark. (laughs) Have a good one. Thanks for listening to This Was A Thing, and a big thanks to the folks that keep this show running! Our editor Daniel Cutcut Schwartzberg, our composer Billy Better Than DC Reese, our social media director Gabe Hashtag Crawford, our graphic designer Natalie's Nothings Too Graphic DeSavia, and finally our games coordinator Mark the Shark Schroeder! If you liked what we did today, make sure to head on over to iTunes to rate and review us. The more stars you leave us, the more love we feel. Hey, speaking of love, show us some social media love. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ThisWasAThingPod, and Facebook we are ThisWasAThingPodcast. Reach out, we'd love to hear from you.